Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is the Pro Football Draft Junkie Podcast. Today is February 5th, 2021, and it's officially Super Bowl weekend. It's hard to believe um, that we're already this close to the end of the season. Uh, for me personally, I felt like it flew by this year. I'm sure it had something to do with, you know, the unique season that we've had with COVID-19 going on and everything like that. Uh, I thought it would, the season would, I, I, you know, I don't know. I was going to say I thought it would drag on, but I, 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 you know, like most of you, I guess I wasn't really sure what the season was going to feel like. Um, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that it flew by, you know, I don't know. Like I said, this is, this has been uncharted territory. Parts of parts of this last calendar year have felt like they've been the longest year of my life, where certain parts of this year have felt like they've flown by. So I, I don't really know. It's been uncharted waters for the NFL, and it's been uncharted waters for all of us as as football fans and just as people. You know, I hope you guys have been doing okay. Um, you know, it's been a very hard year for all of us. Calendar year that is. You know, these past. 365 days as we come up to a full year of this crap that we've been dealing with. And, you know, I, I hope you guys have been okay. It's been a very tough year for me, just like it has been for all of you guys. Um, and it's just nice that we get to enjoy, you know, this game that we love and that we've been able to get through this whole season. And we got the big one left to enjoy this weekend. And then we get to focus just on draft season, which is something I love, you know, which is why I do this show. Um, and for today, I, I picked 10 players I wanted to focus on with the Senior Bowl, having just concluded in Mobile, Alabama. Um, I picked 10 guys to do a stock up and stock down report on. And then I'm going to go ahead and do my mock draft like I always do. Um, while I'm work, um, while I do this show, or like I'm doing this show right now, and then coming up, we got all our divisional shows, like the AFC South. Like We have eight divisions, so the AFC South will be the first show I do. Um, and then we do the pre-free agency shows. That's how I do them. Pre- free agency starts, I think, mid-March. So I do all my – all eight divisions will have a show before that. And then once free agency starts, it's easier to come back to those shows afterwards and then just do a quick – just uh, however you want, like a quick look back on what's changed. Um, and that's what I'm working hard on right now, just putting together – um, the outlooks for the teams and what they're losing in free agency and who I think they can target and stuff like that. For those of you who listen to my show in the past, you know kind of what to expect. You know, I look at the four teams, identify about three to five of their biggest needs and um, who I th- – I don't really look at who they're going to target in free agency as much as who I think they're going to target in the draft because this is a draft show. Um, so I, I don't like to pontificate on who I think they'll look at in the in free agency as much as who I think they could target in the draft. Um, but like I said, uh, as, you know, um, as far as what moves are going to be made, we do have one that's already been made, and that was the big trade that happened with the Rams and Lions. So let's go ahead and talk about, about that real quick. Um, the Rams and Lions made a quick blockbuster trade uh, before the Super Bowl happened this weekend, before the trades can be considered official. Uh, the Rams, of course, trading for Matthew Stafford. Um, okay, so the official um, details of the trade I got right in front of me, the Rams received Matthew Stafford, and the Lions received the whole haul is a first-round pick in 2022, a first-round pick in 2023, the Rams' third-round pick for this year, 
2021, and then quarterback Jared Goff, who is, of course, the starter for the Rams the last four years. Uh, so it's a lot to take in. Of course, they couldn't get the Rams' first-round pick this year because the Jaguars already hold that, held that pick, which is why the Lions have – it's they have the three picks they acquired are over the next three years. It's the Lions' first – or it's the Rams' first-round pick next year, the first-round pick in 2023, and the Rams' third-round pick this year, which comes out to be the 89th overall pick. And then Jared Goff, of course. Um, and – what I was reading, you know, a lot of people seem to think it was robbery by the Lions, and the more I've sat and had time to think about it before I give up my grades, I think it's a, almost an even trade, to be honest with you. Um, Matt Stafford, before I even look at my phone, I want to say is like 33. Um, so, the you know, because obviously my gut instinct and a lot of people's gut instinct immediately was to think that it was highway robbery by the Lions uh, and that the Rams just got robbed. And I don't think it's that cut and dry the more I had time to sit down and think about it. But let's look at the Lions first off. Uh, the Lions, I think, obviously made out great. Matt Stafford didn't want to play there anymore. They mutually – and I looked. He, he will be 33 in a, in a couple days, actually, like two days. He'll be 30. So he'll be 33 by the time the season starts. This will be his age 33 season. Um, they mutually agreed to move on. So right away the Lions had – you know, the leverage was lost a little bit, but they decided it was time to move on. Um, so you know the guy's not going to be there anymore. They still get two first-round picks for him, a third-round pick. And, you, you know, Jared Goff's not great, but you still get a you still get a starting-caliber NFL quarterback. Um, you know, obviously I don't think he's great, but with his contract situation, as far as I can tell when I looked into it, they're only on the hook for two years before they decide they want to move on. So realistically, you know, you got a new coach, so they're going to be flexible with the new coach with Dan Campbell with the Lions. So they can, they have, they, you know, Jared Goff is serviceable for two years if that's what you decide you want to do with them. Um, you get those two first round picks to play with and a third round pick, the 89th overall pick this year. So you get instant gratification in the form of this draft coming up in the form of a top 100 pick for a quarterback that you knew wasn't going to be on the team next year. That's or a, not just a, a player, in this case, a quarterback, the most important position in the league. Um, that's a win. So I give the Lions an A immediately for that. And then shifting to the Rams, you know, a lot of people were wanting to slam them immediately for that. But let's, you know, let's look at it. Like I said, I was trying to not be too harsh on Jared Goff. Um, but they did need an upgrade at the position. The uh, You know, they made the Super Bowl. Um you know, you could say they made the Super Bowl in spite of him in 2018 and not because of him. And that might be fair. I mean, they did, they, you know, I I looked up, I was talking to some friends the other night. I looked up his stats on that run to the Super Bowl and they weren't good. I think it was one touchdown and two interceptions that Jared had in those three, those three playoff games in the run to the Super Bowl in 2018. Um, and Todd Gurley was a big reason for that run. And then obviously the defense led by Aaron Donald, who I still think is the best player in the NFL. Um, and then you get Matt Stafford, you know, the arg the big argument's going to be whether or not, and it's the argument I've had with some friends is whether or not Matt Stafford's that big of an upgrade over Jared Goff. Uh, I have some friends who contend that he's not an upgrade. I think that he is. I just think he was in a pretty bad situation for most of his career in Detroit. Um, uh, I just don't think he was given much. Yes. I understand that he had Megatron for a lot of the beginning of his career, but what else did he have? I mean, 
he didn't really have much. Didn't have much of a good line. He didn't have much of a running game. His defenses were never that good. I mean, yeah, I understand he was throwing to that good of a receiver, but he just in his, his passing numbers were always great. But you look at the teams he was playing on in Detroit. The coaching was always in turmoil. The franchise was just always in disarray. The defense was never good. And I'll, I will eat my words if it ends up not working out in, in Los Angeles with the Rams. But he, it's hard for me to say that it's not a, very, a, a big upgrade over Jared Goff. Like I said, Stafford put up crazy numbers like that in Detroit where they were never very good of a football team. Now, if he puts up numbers like that for a team like the Rams, it's hard for me to think that they're not going to be – uh, a Super Bowl contender, and the odds are reflecting that. You know, I don't have the odds right in front of me, but I know that they're up there with some of the big Super Bowl um, contenders now because of that. So I give the Rams a B plus, and like I said, they're it's about even now for me. I give the Lions an A for that trade, and I give the Rams a B plus. So uh, big trade, and you know, I was telling my friends this is a football's about to be over, but this is why I try to tell my friends who don't follow the draft process as much and the free agency and just the off season in general, it's exciting. And if you haven't followed it as much, this is, um, this is going to be a great off season with just the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be drafted and on the market this year with like Carson Wentz. And, um, I'm just blanking out other guys like Kirk cousins, I think might be on the market as well. It's just going to be a fun off season with the amount of teams that need quarterback, help it's just going to be crazy the amount of movement we're seeing on the market and then on draft night uh it's just a fun time to be a football fan man very excited so let's move on to the senior bowl and talk about it was hard to narrow it down to just 10 but for time purposes that's what i decided to do let's talk about 10 gentlemen who either improved their stock up or down um from the game that was just played uh let's do a stock up and that's michael carter the running back from North Carolina, and he was stock up, one of the biggest stock ups. He is um, a, a smaller running back. I, I think he's 5'8". I'm waiting on my um, my spreadsheet on the iPad to pop up here. I believe Mr. Carter's 5'8". Um, my comp on him is Devontae Freeman, so I'm sure if I comped him that, then he was probably around the 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, His stats, he did eight, eight carries for 60 yards, averaged 7.5 yards for a touchdown, in the game, had a 27, um, his long carry was 27 yards. Multiple broken tackles, I noticed in the game. He In the NFL, he projects to be a nice, I, I don't know if he's a bell cow back in the NFL. Um, and that, you know, I like, Devontae Freeman was, but he only was for a couple years. And that's what might make me nervous about um, giving the keys to the franchise to Michael Carter as, the, you know, that might be the, the argument for him. Can he hold the franchise down as the lead guy. And I'm not sure, but I do really like him as a change of pace back. And that's what made him look so good in the senior bowl. Um, he's that really nice change of pace back, catching balls out of the backfield, broken tackles, nice explosiveness. And that's what he showed me in the game, man. And he, um, he was one of the, the guys that just every time he had the ball, like I said, you know, seven and a half, uh, yards per carry in the senior bowl. Um, that's what, popped out to me immediately in the game. He has that slippery style of running too. Um, and when you're, he, okay, so I have it right here. He's 200 pounds, 5'8", 200. Like I said, the comp I have on him for now is Devontae Freeman. And that's the style he kind of reminds me of. He's that slippery dude. He doesn't really go down first contact. And that's what Devontae, that's how Devontae runs. Um, and that's, you know, like I said, made himself some money at the senior ball. Right now, 
the grade I have on him, it wouldn't surprise me to see. He's a day two pick, I think, for sure. Um, wouldn't surprise me to see him go third round. After the senior bowl, he might have put himself in the second round. I should have said it wouldn't surprise me to see him go in the second round. Um, we'll see. Probably late second round, early third. Um, a lot of it just depends on what happens with the how the dominoes fall. Um, when certain guys get picked, you obviously you guys know that when, when the first running back goes, and that's how the run goes. But right now, that's how I'll see it happening with Mr. Carter. Uh, probably mid to late second round for now. But he made himself some money. He looked very good in the Senior Bowl. Um, let's do a stock down, and that is uh, Mr. Jamie Newman. The curious case of Jamie Newman, as we're going to continue to say, um, if that name sounds familiar to to you, that was the gentleman who played at Wake Forest um, for three years, transferred as a grad transfer to the University of Georgia, by all accounts was going to be their starter this season, um, and then opted out not long at all before the regular season started for reasons that I'm not sure if we're ever going to know if, you know, I'm not sure if we're ever going to find out if it was because of the virus. I don't want to speculate. I'm just talking. I don't want, you know, I, I guess I am speculating. I'm saying I don't want to put words in his mouth. I am just purely speculating. Um, like I said, I, I will speculate, but I don't want to put words in his mouth. Like I said, if it was just for the virus, then God bless him. But he did play in the senior bowl this weekend is what I am saying. You know, so if it was because of the virus, fine, but the virus is also worse now than it was when the season started and he chose to play in the Senior Bowl. So I'm not sure. So, you know, you can speculate that maybe it's because he wasn't going to get the job at Georgia when the season started. And I guess that's what I'm trying to to say. I, I don't know. Maybe because Georgia had the peculiar quarterback situation going on this year with Stetson Bennett getting the job. I, I don't know. Maybe he knew that JT Daniels was going to end up getting the job when he ended up being healthy and he didn't want that to hurt his draft stock. I don't know. That's why I'm saying it's a curious case. I don't know if he didn't want to at least – I don't know. It really could have helped him to play football this year. Um, and he didn't look that great in the Senior Bowl. He did. He went 10 of 14 for 118 yards um, with a touchdown and a pick. Um, he did throw a touchdown, but it didn't look like a great pass to me. It was a low touchdown that – um, Trevon Grides had to come back and get. Um, didn't look that great in practices either. Um, and this is going to be a theme with some of these guys who had stocked down in the Senior Bowl with some guys. Um, these guys who decided to opt out. And like I said, I'm not blaming them for opting out, but you're going to you, – they were rusty. Um, and that's what it looked like for, for Jamie. And he, like I said, he didn't do himself any favors by not playing the season um, – and obviously the virus, it, it screwed up so much this season. Um, and, you know, he unfortunately is going to have to answer for that. Like I said, I'm not blaming him if that was his reasoning. Um, but it showed in Mobile when he when he played, you know, he just didn't look like he was, you know, he just didn't look like he did himself any favors by, you know, saying he was working on getting ready for the NFL draft. Um at least if he had stayed at Georgia, I'm sure with the quarterback carousel problems the Bulldogs had at the beginning of the first half of the season before they found their guy in JT Daniels, he could have at least gotten some reps in on tape and shown what he had, he had had. Uh, and he's got a great build at six four two thirty. 230. Um, 
I did think it was interesting that he wore the Wake Forest helmet. I mean, obviously he never played a snap at Georgia, but just it was a nice it was it was interesting, you know, went for the Wake Forest helmet. Um, you know, probably going to be a day I yeah, I want to say day 3, but with the with the quarterback position being so important, it wouldn't surprise me to see someone take a chance on him in the third round in day 2, so We'll monitor that situation, but uh, Mr. Mr. Jamie Newman didn't do himself any any favors this week in uh, this past week in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. So stock down. Uh, let's do a stock up, and that's uh, Demetric Felton, the running back slash wide receiver out of UCLA. And this is another smaller guy like Michael Carter. Uh, Demetric clocks in at five eight one eighty nine. Uh, like I said, out of UCLA, he played the game at wide receiver at the Senior Bowl. So this is a guy who played his career at UCLA at wide receiver until this past season where he played running back for the Bruins. So he switched, he played running back this season for the Bruins and then switched to receiver for the senior bowl, showing his versatility, looked really good in the practices. And then in the game, uh, he had two catches for 28 yards and a touchdown, looked really smooth at receiver. You worry about problems like this with guys like this who are asked to switch positions a lot, but for Felton, he made it look smooth. He, showed that the position switch won't be an issue and he might have played himself in the day two consideration um like i said 5'8 189 i'm not worried about the size for a guy like him uh he'll be able to slot around probably do a lot of those um uh what's the word i'm looking for like a lot of motion trickery stuff like that looked really good like i said um you were you you do worry about Guys mixing around, not having a true position, but like I said, Dimitri showed that he is very versatile and uh, eliminated those worries for me by looking as smooth as he did in the drills and at the game, um, uh, looking as good and as smooth as he did. Um, and I think that helped because at UCLA, when he you know, primarily lined up as a receiver running back during the seasons. He was still getting plenty of reps at both positions. So I think that prepared him well for this weekend and it will suit him well going forward in the NFL. So stock up for Mr. Felton. Let's do another stock up and that'll be Mr. Quinn Miners, um, an interior offensive lineman from division three school, division three powerhouse as well, Wisconsin Whitewater. And he was the only division three invitee to the senior bowl this year. Uh, he had quite the week as well. He he went viral for he wore his he wore the practice jersey up so everyone was seeing his gut. Um, he broke his hand, asked, begged the coaches to let him play for this week, and then ended up dominating in the one on ones. That was dominating D one players left and right in the one on one practices and drills. Um, reminded me of Ali Marpet, who from the 2015 draft from Hobart College which I believe was in New York, and I think it was the 2015 draft that Ali Marpet was in. He's playing in the Super Bowl this weekend for the Tampa Bay Bucks, same team that drafted him. And now you got Mr. Quinn Miners, um, interior offensive lineman, who is making, who made a lot of money for himself this week, uh, reminding me of the same thing. Um, like I said, broke his hand, begged the coaches. I believe the Bears were his, uh, the Bears had his team at the Senior Bowl. Um, broke his hand, went viral for, you know, the big belly on him, um, went viral for stuff that, you know, not on the field. And then once he was able to get on the field and show what he had, he ended up dominating. And it's really good for kids like this. You know, he didn't get to play football this year with COVID. Um, the D3 schools, uh, D1 was the only, um, were the only teams that got to play. 
for the most part. A couple um, a couple FCS schools played like some um, exhibition games and stuff like that. And then in the spring, you got FCS schools that will be playing like shortened six to eight game seasons. But for the most part, Division One was the only, or I always want to say Division One. It's FBS, obviously, is what they call it now. But uh, you know, D1, whatever, you could split hairs. These Division Three kids didn't get to play is the point I'm making. And Quinn Miners um, was a casualty of that, unfortunately. So he made the most out of his shot to play in the Senior Bowl this weekend, and he crushed it. Um, like I said, dominated in the one-on-one drills, looked really good in the game, um, made himself a lot of money. Like I said, could be the next Ali Marpet, could, you know, probably going to be a day-two pick now. So uh, stock up for Quinn Miners. Uh, let's do two stock downs in a row, and that's because these guys are teammates. Um, and that's two offensive linemen, and these are both um, recent national champions, and that is Alex Leatherwood from Alabama, and we'll get to his teammate in a second. But the first one is Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle from Alabama. Um, I don't know. It's too. It, I don't want to be too tough on him because he did just finish a very long season, but he struggled hard in pass protection, particularly in this game. Uh, in one-on-one drills and with a lot of tackles, particularly in this class uh, that we're talking about probably in the late um, day one position, like guys like Sam Cosme, Liam Eichenberg. I'm just trying to spit off the top of my head. Uh, Eichenberg, Cosme, Leatherwood are being talked about late day one. Um, Leatherwood needed to set himself apart and he didn't, especially in pass protection. Um, And he, you know, Slight stock down. Like I said, he didn't completely uh, fall apart, but he there were a lot of one-on-one scenarios where he just didn't hold his water. So stock down for uh, Alex Leatherwood slightly. Um, and then his teammate, Deontay Brown, another stock down. Um, Deontay came in as the biggest guy in the game. He came in at a whopping 364 pounds. Um, he's a pure guard. Just he's not one of those guys where it's interior. He could play guard or center or tackle or um, any other position. He's just a pure guard. Um, but with that 364 pound frame comes limitations, obviously, and it showed in the game. Unfortunately, and in practices, um, you 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 saw a lack of speed, particularly in his feet. Um, and when you watch the game, his uh, body movement, the lack of speed there was also apparent. So. Um, once he gets his hands on you, it's a different game, obviously, and he'll be able to body you and maul you around and stuff like that. But at the NFL, guys are going to be able to figure out how to separate and stuff like that to be able to shift around and not just let him get his hands on you like that. So he's going to need to be able to figure that out. So Deontay Brown, you know, lost a little bit of stock. So for for that um, stock down, uh, Alex Leatherwood's probably looking day two. Um, depending on how he does it, his pro day coming up. But for now, I'll probably say he might have lost himself day one prospects for now. Uh, day two, second round, probably early second round. Deontay Brown, we'll see. He was he was probably already a day. He was not going to be day one anyway. He's probably a second to third round pick, probably third round anyway right now. Um, but we're looking stock down for both of these Crimson Tide gentlemen for now. Um, let's do a pair of stock ups. We have four guys left, and it's three stock ups and one stock down. Uh, let's do a stock up, and that's Dwayne Eskridge, wide receiver out of Western Michigan. Um, this is a gentleman that I was I had been scouting until before the Senior Bowl, who I have loved on tape. 
Um, and he had a great senior bowl anyway. He amazed at practices with the speed, hands, route running. This is a guy who might have played his way into first round discussion. Um, if not, he might go early second round, maybe mid second. I don't know. He, it might be a day two selection, but he looked really good at the senior bowl. Um, let me, my, uh, my iPad is, um, taking a little bit of time. Yeah. So what I like about Dwayne, he's five, nine, one ninety, but he's not just, um, a guy at five, nine that I would confine to the slot. He can play on the outside or the in, which is rare for a guy at five, nine. I wouldn't, there's not many guys at that height that I would trust playing on the outside, but Dwayne Eskridge is one that I would do on both. And he's a fantastic return man, which just helps your value even more. Um, and like he, he's been clocked. They didn't, He's been clocked at a 4-3-3. They didn't run that at the Senior Bowl, obviously, but his speed was on full display. Like, he looks every bit of that 4-3-3. Um, and at the game, his his uh, play speed just looked every bit of that. So that's a guy, definite stock up, and I will have my eye on the Western Michigan Pro Day to see what his, um, what his laser 40 time will be. And I think I can't remember if I talked I, I talked about that or not. That is um, unfortunate this year that we won't be getting a full on combine. Um, we're just going to have to watch each individual college's pro day this year. But it'll you know instead of one full day, it'll at least give us more pro days to look forward to. But Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan is a very intriguing prospect who definitely made himself some money at the Senior Bowl this week. So that's a stock up. Um, another stock up. Let's look at a corner. Uh, let's give a defensive back some love, and that's some love, and that's a stock up for Benjamin St. Just, cornerback uh, out of Minnesota. Um, he's one of those rangy corners too, like a tall, rangy corner. He came in at 6'3", 220 pounds, um, and there's just not much to talk about because when you're a corner, there's not always that much tape. Because when you're a good corner and you have a good game, uh, they don't throw the ball to you that much, and that's what happened for St. Just. But he practiced good. Um, Looked good on the one-on-one drills. He's a physical corner, and the couple plays that he got thrown to him, he had some nice breakups. And the one I saw on him, he had it was a little slant play where they tried to get him, and you know he played nice, uh, nice bump coverage and had a nice breakup. Like I said, not too much to say when you're a corner and you don't get the ball thrown your way, but when you do, you got to make it count, and that's what Mister Saint just did. So uh, stock up on him. Looked good in practice. Looked good in the game. Easy stock up. Um, two more guys left, uh, stock down. Um, and that is Sage Surratt, uh, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest. Uh, the brother, I believe of Chaz Surratt linebacker out of North Carolina, but this is Sage Surratt wide receiver to Wake Forest comes in at six, three two fifteen. Um, he opted out of this season. Like I said, that's a trend. Um, these guys who opted out really need these senior bowls and these pro days to, to make some of their money. Um, uh, make their, make the money back, not make it back. Cause they didn't lose it in the, just to make their stock back. There you go. That they would have, that they uh, had lost by not playing this year. And one thing I noticed by watching the tape on Sage Surratt um, was, you know, and a lot of these guys who are, you know, bigger receivers like Sage, who is six three two fifteen, not all of them, but on Surratt, when I watched his tape is he has some separation problems and guys like, um, and Keel Harry come to mind immediately. And um, J.J. Arcega Whiteside are recent examples where, and I was nervous about them on the tape, and it's so far plagued them in their NFL careers. When you're not particularly 
great route runner or blazing fast and you can't separate on tape, that's a big red flag. And that's what's happened to those two gentlemen in their NFL career so far. They haven't been able to get separation and it it's hurting them so far. And that's what noticed me on the, uh, stood out to me on the tape for, um, Sage and it showed itself in the senior bowl as well. So that's why I had to, you know, put stock down on him. He wasn't able to separate as well in the senior bowl. And you can rely on that vertical, that six, three, that nice taller frame only to a certain extent in the NFL. At a certain point, you need to have those skills of nice, crisp route running and nice, you know, natural speed. And at this point, I haven't seen a nice blend of either from him or nice, you know, separation of skills, you know what I mean, that sets him apart from either. So for now, it's a um, stock down for Sage Surratt just because, you know, it's simple for a wide receiver. If you can't separate, it's just it, it, it the NFL. It's just it's hard, you know, and that's what happens. So stock down. Um, and for the last one, I have. Um, another small school guy, and that's Ellerson Smith, defensive end, edge rusher from Northern Iowa. This is another gentleman who didn't get to play this season because of COVID-19. Um, Northern Iowa, nice, long, rangy edge rusher, 6'6", 262, um, long, athletic guy. Um, pretty raw right now, but didn't look raw, um, didn't look as raw as I had thought he was going to in the one-on-ones at the practices. Um, he's still going to need some refinement at the next level, but like I said, when I was watching the one-on-ones, he was winning a lot of those as more than I had expected. Um, he had a whopping 21 and a half tackles for loss, 14 sacks in 2019. Like I said, didn't play this year, but um, looked a lot better in the game than I expected him to look for a guy who didn't get to play this season and for a guy who is going to need refinement at the next level. Um, so he made himself for money, some money for sure. I would expect him, especially because the edge rush position is, um, so valuable. I would expect, um, that Ellerson Smith probably put himself in the day two category, probably a third round pick, um, for now, if I had to guess before we get more into testing. Um, and that's what I got for the senior bowl so far, guys. So, um, let's go ahead and blow through this mock draft. I don't even know where I am on time. Um, probably went longer than I wanted to. So let's blow through this mock draft faster than I usually do. Um, and then, like I said, after this guys, I'm working on my divisional shows and that's where I can get more into the nitty gritty on each, um, individual team, which is one of my favorite things to do on these shows. So thankfully we're starting to get more into the meat of draft season, which is what I love about these shows. So, um, let's go ahead and get into this one round mock draft and then, um, yeah, I'll get into those divisional shows and then we'll really be into the, um, the crux of draft season. It's a uh, best time of the year, man. Um, okay. So with the first overall pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence quarterback Clemson with the second overall pick, the Jets select Justin Fields with the third overall pick, the Dolphins select Devonte Smith with the fourth pick, the Falcons select Zach Wilson quarterback BYU with the fifth pick the Bengals select Penay Sewell tackle Oregon with the sixth pick the Eagles select Jamar Chase wide receiver LSU with the seventh pick the Lions select Trey Lance well I just realized I wrote this before the trade 
So let's just flip these real quick because this is an easy fix. Obviously, they won't be. I don't. I don't think they'll be picking him with Goff now. So let's fix this real quick. With the seventh pick, the Detroit Lions select Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State. With the eighth pick, the Lions or with the eighth pick, the Panthers select Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State University. There we go. That fixes it right there. With the ninth pick, the Broncos select Quiddy Pay, uh, defensive end, Michigan. With the 10th pick, the Cowboys select Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle, Northwestern. With the 11th pick, the Giants select Jalen Waddell, wide receiver, Alabama. With the 12th pick, the, uh, the 49ers select Patrick Sertan, cornerback, Alabama. With the 13th pick, the Chargers select Christian Derrishaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech. With the 14th pick, the Vikings select... Gregory Rousseau, defensive end, Miami. With the 15th pick, the Patriots select Kyle Pitts, tight end, Florida. With the 16th pick, the Cardinals select Caleb Farley, cornerback, Virginia Tech. With the 17th pick, the Raiders select Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, linebacker, Notre Dame. With the 18th pick, the Dolphins select Zaven Collins, Linebacker slash edge rusher, Tulsa. With the 19th pick, the Washington football team selects Rashad Bateman, wide receiver, Minnesota. With the 20th pick, the Bears select Samuel Cosme, tackle, Texas. With the 21st pick, the Colts select J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. With the 22nd pick, the Titans select Jalen Phillips, edge rusher, Miami. With the 23rd pick, the Jets select Kadarius Toney, wide receiver, Florida. With the 24th pick, the Steelers select Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, Alabama. Remember, this is what I think teams will do, not just what my grades are. With the 25th pick, the Jaguars select Jalen Mayfield, offensive tackle, Minnesota, offensive tackle, Michigan, Michigan. Uh, With the 26th pick, the Cleveland Browns select Joseph Osai, edge, edge rusher, Texas. With the 27th pick, the Ravens select Elijah Vera Tucker, interior offensive lineman, USC. With the 28th pick, the Saints select Terrace Marshall, wide receiver, LSU. With the 29th pick, the Packers select Rondale Moore, wide receiver, Purdue. With the 30th pick, the Bills select Wyatt Davis, interior offensive lineman, Ohio State. With the 31st pick, the Bucks select Christian Barmore, defensive tackle, Alabama. With the 32nd pick, the Chiefs select Liam Eichenberg, tackle, Notre Dame. All right, guys, that wraps it up for this week. Like I said, we got divisional shows coming up. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the Super Bowl this weekend. I know I will. It's just great that we were able to get the NFL season in this year. I hope you guys be safe and just get ready for the influx of shows we got coming up. So be safe, guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl, and I will be talking to you guys soon.